Welcome to Moving Upstream Without a Paddle, the podcast that helps develop a mindset for success. I'm your host, Dr. Garrett Goggins, but most people call me Dr. G. Now, I've dedicated my life to helping others understand that if you have the proper mindset, you can propel yourself up that proverbial stream with no paddle needed. Now, if you're constantly feeling like you're going against the flow, but you're never happy with your results, it's really time to flip your mindset. If that's something that you're ready to do, you've come to the right place. Now let's get to it. All right, so welcome. I got, like I said, I have a really good friend of mine, Titus, on the podcast today. And you know what I, Titus, what I really love about um, the podcast, and I was just thinking about this this morning, is that I get to bring people on who completely inspire me and let let them inspire everybody else. And 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 I, and I just mean this out of sincerity. Like there are times that I listen to you talk or I, I, I watch your posts. And um, I don't have anything to say because I just soak it all in. And it's just something that allows me to just grow myself. And so I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Um, and what I like to do is just kind of let you take the mic um, in the first part and kind of just, you know, tell whether it's your story, whatever it is that's on your mind. And, um, and then we'll just go from there. So take it away. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well thank you very much for having me. And it's a... Uh... It's my pleasure to be on here today, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's glow started back in October of 2018, and there's been a lot of hurdles and a lot of challenges that I've uh, gone through. It's the journey, right? We talk about the journey, and uh, for me, it's been a huge journey of healing. And one of the first things I remember way back in the day, one of the first things that I worked on was the saying or the statement, I love, accept, and forgive myself. And it was a challenge for me to say that at first, right? The way I was brought up, I should say, right, I'm correcting my rights. And they're like, um, so anyway, uh, we all have room for improvement, right? Correct? Agree? <laughs> agree, agree. <laughs> uh, agree. So uh, I love, accept, and forgive myself was something that it probably took me a week and a half of, of daily saying I love it before I could even slightly or remotely get comfortable with the, with the concept. I was told to play small. I was told to be quiet. I was sat in the corner, uh, always pushed. I, what I felt was pushed down. And for, for me to say I love myself, I forgive myself. I accept myself for who I am at that point in time, right? There's there's uh, there's points in times that we all go through in our journey where we ha- we just need to accept ourselves for where we're at now. Don't compare yourself to the future self that you want to be. Don't compare yourself to the past self that you were and the faults that you see there, the shortcomings that you see. Uh, right now, in the moment, I love and accept my- and forgive myself right this moment. And so the other day I was, I was thinking about your relationship with you and what that looks like. Because so many times for myself, it's like there's me who I am at 
physically who I look in the mirror and I see it's the, it's the me that I see, the car that I drive. It's, it's the avatar that I'm living in at the moment. And then there's the true and authentic me, the true and authentic design, the person that God, the DNA, the spark that had been put inside of you, that design, that person uh, is, is the true essence of who we are. We talk about living in harmony with oneself. We talk about being in alignment. We talk about being true and authentic. And earlier today, the call that you and I were on, you know, to thy to thyself be true. And and so I want to just, you know, touch on that a little bit as far as realizing and recognizing what that is. And, and for myself, I had to peel off all those paradigms. I had to peel off all that junk, all the clutter, the years and the years and the years. I'm over, I'm 40 plus years old. And it's all the stuff that society, that religion, that my parents, that my my ex-spouse, right? Those people, the church, all those things are like, okay, I, for me to, and this is them making this statement, for me to feel comfortable, I want you to play in this box and play in that box and I will feel comfortable. And so I tried to play in that box. And, and when, I, when I came to and I'm like, I'm done and I'm tired, of living that way i'm going in one of my initial statements when i was coming out of that that was take the lid off the box uh, take the lid off the box you put god in take the lid off the box that we put ourselves in right and so there's so many times we live in that little box but we're yearning we're crying out for we so desire to be outside of that and so I took the lid off the box. I took the masquerade mask off and I said, I'm done and I'm going to live the true and authentic self that I am designed and made to be. The full expression of the God DNA person he made me. And so there, there's my initial thoughts. And uh, if you want me to keep going, we can keep going. If you want to interject a little, we can, we can go there too. No, I, I like it. And, you know, I think I'm 40 plus years old too. And so when I started my journey, which really hasn't been that long in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot of, you know, onion layers that I had to pull off too. Um, and a lot of it was the big one, the, the big hurdle that I had to get over was that you had to be um, small to be humble, right? And and that's not true, right? Because that was my biggest thing is like, I'm trying to, tell myself that I, I want to do great things and I want to be a great person and I want to you know have an impact on the world but I can't do that if I'm small and 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 I was thinking but if I get big then I can't be a humble person and that was a, a big hurdle for me to get over and I really had to start looking at when we were talking about um, you know the church or the Bible and I was realizing all these people like Paul and all these people who were like amazing people in, in the Bible, they were humble, but they were doing great things. Right. And they were and the confidence and they, they had a confidence in something that um, transcends who we are. But then I had to realize that we were made to be that great. And it, it took me it to connect those dots 
were it just it, 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 I mean months like you were talking it took me a week or whatever it took me months to actually get off of that and say God made us great and so we need to start find some way to tap into that greatness and and it's still you know it's still part of my journey is tapping into that but uh, just leaps and bounds and once I've come to the realization that you know I am somebody we are people we and and I I I relate to this a lot because it just shows how powerful it is, is that the Bible says we were made one step below the angels. That's pretty flippin' impressive, right? So we have we have greatness within us, and it's just something that we just need to learn how to tap into. Yeah, and, and so we're talking about that, the God DNA, and, you know, looking at it from where we're sitting now, from where I'm sitting now, there there is that greatness that is in our DNA and in that greatness description is humility right in that greatness DNA is um, whatever all those characteristics traits that we're looking looking to be that hold us up like I still want to be humble and so I can't do that and be humble I can't be rich and be and, and do something great well you can be because the perfect DNA encompasses all those things that we want to be because that's what we are true to ourselves. And so we have to bridge the gap between that and, and, and what people said you can't be like. You can't be that and be this. No, I can be that and I can be this. Right. There's right. The, it's the and state. Right. And it's, I think what's what's interesting about that is you talk about the DNA is because when we were born, like you were saying, we're born with with our initial programming, which includes everything that we could ever possibly dream of being. All whatever it is, it's there, right? So, but then what happens is we go through life being like we're saying, told different things when these limitations are being put on put on us as individuals. But I like what you were saying that. It, that DNA is there. Everything that we could possibly want has been put in us from the beginning. And that's that's a very powerful statement. And one that I, I just, I feel like if people could really wrap their head around it, they can just push aside everything that we were taught from the time we were born and, re, and just begin to realize and feel um, they would find truth in that statement. So I'm going to take this a level deeper real quick. Okay. So I use the, I use the word DNA or the, the acronym DNA to talk about ultimately what is, I would consider code, right? right? So we can, we, we there's coding and when we could go to the matrix analogy and so on and so forth. So if there's the code, then I'm going to say that you can rewrite the code. And if DNA is code and we can rewrite the code, then let's rewrite our DNA. And so a lot of people are born, they would they would say, maybe not born. A lot of people say, oh, I've had this sickness that I have, this disease that I have is multi-generational. And so that, that sickness has been passed down through the DNA code. And I'm here to say, let's rewrite the code. Let's rewrite the DNA. Let's rewrite the, the script that does not include that sickness and disease. Let's rewrite the code that says, I don't have to age according to society and this world's viewpoint. I can age how I see fit. And so if I choose to stay X, Y, and Z, 
then I would then I let's write the code to that. Can you give just a high level of what rewriting that code would look like? Because it seems seems very. If I was just not knowing what I know now, right, and just looking as an outsider looking in, going, Titus, you're crazy. There, <laughs> there, there's just no way you can do that. But you know, I I understand what you're saying. But you know, let's just give this high level of what that rewrite would actually look like. Well, I, I, you know, the the guy that comes to my mind right now is Bruce Lipton, yeah. and Bruce Lipton talks about the code, right, and code and and environment and when you can take the environment and the emotion and so on and so forth and take that and take that and, and press it together then you can absolutely rewrite it so what do what do i to say that in layman's terms how do you want to build your house right you have an architect you might not necessarily do the the blueprint but you're telling the architect okay i want a five-bedroom house i want five baths I want a pool in the backyard, right? It starts up here in our mind. We have a vision. We see the we see the dream. We see the vision. We go to the architect and we express that, and he's the one that takes it from concept in our mind to hard back paper. Well, you can do that with yourself, right? Start with the concept in your mind, write it out, but get it outside yourself. What you see in your mind, you can hold in your hand. So, how do you want? What's the avatar look like? What do you want? What is it? Part of my part of my script is my body and my body and blood is plaque free. Right? Plaque is a, a it, it it was partly what killed my dad. Right? He died of a heart attack. And so it, it was that that plaque, whatever that is, that, that stuff that is inside of us physically that I, I want out of my code. And so I rewrite the code. My my blood and my body is Free. And that's, that's really, that's, that's the, and I think that's a key that a lot of people don't um, tap into because you're, you're talking about envisioning and dreaming and, and building something from, from nothing. And a lot of people are in this idea that, you know, we were created the way we're, we're, you know, this person that we are today is who we were supposed to be. And that's just not necessarily true. And if you look again, we can go back into into scripture in the Bible. So if if that is the case, and we can define miracles. So if that is the case, then how how are miracles happening, right? How there there has to be something and a science aspect of it of saying, when Christ asks somebody, "Do you believe you can be healed?" Then there's this envisioning in the mind of yes, I and at that point you are rewriting the code right um do you feel like i'm off topic on that one or, or... not at all i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you a different story right to where it's not even jesus jesus asking if they want to be free it is a story about a lady who wanted to be free and she touched the hem of his garment and drew power from christ and he asked who said who touched me Right, so that's our ability. That's my ability. That's your ability. That's everybody that's listening. It's their ability to tap in, tap into that power, and draw what we want. I want healing, so I can tap into that healing and draw on that power. I don't need to be asked. I can, I can go find it. I can go get find what I'm looking for. Right. 
And what's interesting about that is he felt that energy leave him, right? Yeah. And so let's talk about that for a little bit because really that's what that's what it is. That's what we're talking about is just manipulating energy, right? Yeah. Can, so let's talk about that a little bit. I, I love listening to you talk because you have great, such great insight on this. So I'm really going to just ask you questions and then let you just inspire people. Uh, yeah, manipulating energy. I'll take it to a tuning fork, right? That's my, that's my go-to. I, I'm actually, I need to. I'm, it's been on my mind to, to go get a tuning fork. And so when you strike the tuning fork and it's sitting there vibrating, you know, it, it, you're manipulating vibration. You're manipulating energy. You're manipulating the sound wave. And so it's it's a simple process of just striking the striking the table, striking whatever, and 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 holding that vibration. Mm-hmm. And and so um, a lot of times they've used the analogy of dropping the pebble into the lake. And when they drop the pebble into the lake, you see the ripple effect as it goes throughout the lake. And over time, that that wave that crest shrinks and 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 small and gets smaller and smaller as it goes up. well i would like to as opposed to it going getting smaller i would like to say i want to create a strike i want to create that tune i want to drop that pebble and have that wave not get smaller but actually get bigger so as the things that i do in my life affects uh, affects the world and society around me I want it to become bigger, like a tsunami, to where the energy, the 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 nuclear reaction that happens right here, it it amplifies. It doesn't diminish. Right. And so with with glow, you talk about flow a lot. Is 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 that what you're referring to? Is that your flow? Is that that energy that's going out? Um, Flow is the energy that comes in and goes out. Yeah, right. It, because I'm tapped into source, I'm tapped into God, right? And and so uh, the flow part, I would say, is is the conversations, the, the information that I get to share. It's the being, it's being the vessel. It's 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 saying yes, right? When opportunity comes around, and and I say yes, as opposed to a limiting belief. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do this. I might not be. I'm. I'm scared to do that, right? I was. We were on a call earlier. And somebody used. It's scary. It's and, and, and it's in her vocabulary, and I want to talk to her about eliminating that word from her vocabulary, because I hear things in people that in how they talk, and I'm like that 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 word does not um, benefit them. It does not support them. It doesn't help them in what they're looking to accomplish. Why does it have to be scary? It's only scared because we assign it scary. Right. You know, I woke up this morning and and uh, there's an adventure that I'm going on this weekend, and the word that came to my mind was chaos. And I'm going to go sit in chaos and be comfortable with it. Where we talk about contrast and how there's organization, there's organization, but on the other side of organization is chaos. And I'm going to go sit in chaos, and I'm going to feel comfortable in chaos. And I'm going to play with it, right? Because that's the other side of the swing organization. Right. So there, we were talking about Bruce Lipton. I actually watched the, uh, 
I don't want to say a special, but there was Bruce Lipton and then there was um, Greg Braden were together. And they were having this communication and they were talking about chaos and what that looks like. And and what's really they they define something that was really interesting to me is that chaos is not necessarily random. And he they, they were bringing up this point of a butterfly. So, you know, when a caterpillar goes and creates this cocoon, basically the whole thing of the cat caterpillar breaks down and that energy, what seems like at the time is chaos, but it's really not, it's not random. Cause even then all those cells, all that energy knows from that breakdown, from that chaos, I'm going to put myself together to become something beautiful. And that just, what you were just saying, just sparked that, that image of me where you're, you're going to go sit in chaos, but from that is going to arrange itself into something just amazing. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And, and so a lot of people might assign, oh, you're going to go sit in chaos. Oh, how scary is that? Oh, you're going to go here. How, you know, why, why? So I, I'll tell you, um, I used to be, I used to be um, claustrophobic, right? And I used the word used to be. And so there was a traumatic effect when, in my childhood where I was put into a very small place and I felt trapped. And I've lived with this claustrophobia since then till recently. And uh, um, I've rewritten it. I've rewritten it and I've changed it in my mind what that looks like. And so we have the power to rewrite the script. We have the power to rewrite the script. Most people don't even know they can even write a script. They live life by default, right? They live life. They go, they go do here. They do there. They have a, a quick thought. Oh, I'm going to go get coffee. I'm going to go here. And they just, they move and, and they're just let life happen to them. When really you are the designer of your life and, and rewriting the script is really where a lot of power is in you being able to say okay this is how i want my life to look this is how i want my life to live this is how i want things to be and and and, and pushing it out there and and moving into that i say paint the picture I, I would talk about painting a picture paint the picture of the life you want and then walk into that picture right and i had a conversation with somebody uh and he's a he's a good friend of mine and he's in the church and we had the conversation about something similar to that and there being the free will and god's will and god gave us free will he gave it to us it's i feel for myself it's my option to align myself with what he wants and in and in doing so then you're in perfect harmony so yeah so i i talk a lot about that too the my i don't necessarily use the same terminology i guess well i mean i do just in, in a different realm where I, I always feel like people say live in the present and we talked you talked a little bit about this you know staying in the present and not focusing on the future or whatever and i look at i look at that saying you know can you do both and i always believe you can and just by what you, what you just said is how you can do both. You just you just have to collapse time. You have to bring your future self into the present, and you live in that future self. Then you're not necessarily focusing on the future because 
there is no more future. It, it is the present, and that's really what we're talking about here. And that's easier said than done sometimes because we have we have this self-image of who we already are, and a lot of times that future self doesn't is not here, right? It's not here. It's not in your heart. It's not in your mind. So that's easier said than done sometimes, but it really is. That's that's our power. And once you write that script out and you say, cool, this is who I'm going to be. Let's just be. And you said something in, in this call this morning that was um, very powerful, very powerful. You, you, we were talking about the matrix and we hit the, the, the know thyself, right? And then you said, well, there's more to that. And then you said, be. And that just like... It was a big smack in the face going, yes, B, I love it. So I don't know. That, that was me just rambling. But it was just I just yeah. love that whole that whole quote right there. It was awesome. Well, I, I appreciate the feedback because there's so many times I um like 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 even this call or any call that I might be on where there's it's just me and you or there's a bunch of people. Um uh I, I could gush. Right, I could gush and I could go on and on because source is abundant. That's another thing we can talk about is people have a, a, a scarcity mindset. And source is not scarce. Source is abundant. God is abundant. Right? Live in the abundance. Live in his abundance. And so uh, I could gush of source God all day long. You know? And so, uh, but I think people might get tired of hearing me talk all the time. They're just like, Shut up, Titus. I'm trying to hear your crap, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I, maybe, sure. But I think I that when we're, when we're talking, though, I think it's the information. Because I feel the same way sometimes. You know, when people get me going on on this topic and about mindsets and about, you know, living living your dreams and, and, and actually dreaming, I get really just emphatical about it. And it's people like well i can definitely hear your passion and sometimes i feel like i just need to shut up and and they're like no keep going because that's just awesome i love to hear that passion and so i th i think even that sometimes we we have this mental thing of you know we're talking too much and but other people are just they don't i think it's a truth that the majority just don't know and they're looking for it right so that's just it's nourishing their soul it's nourishing yeah. the spirit and that's you know that's it's food that they just have never had before so they just they just eat it all up so yeah yeah i know it's a paradigm of mine i i i really like that yes yeah. I, I mean, even I started off today saying, you know, when you talk, and it, and it's not just you, Titus. I mean, obviously, I, I this it's the message, it's the message, and you deliver the message so well that I can, I really just sit and listen to you and just be like, man, that's dead on, and I just just bask, just bask in that in the message, and so it's just an amazing thing. But really. You know, we surround ourselves with people who do that. And, and let's talk a little bit because I know you just got back from this this exciting little endeavor that you had. Um, and with those people, right, those people that we just love to hear speak. So what, what was that like for you? Oh, well, so um, incredible, awesome, right? There's it gets to a point where it's like awesome incredible amazing it's like what what are the phenomenal like how can i how can i start describing things that are 
beyond, you know, it's like I start using those words so much, it takes away from, it, it takes away from the situation, right? It's like, because I live an awesome, incredible, phenomenal, fantastic life. And, and that's where I'm at. And, and so um, it was really good. I, I, I can give shout outs to uh, several people. Uh, Misty in her handwriting course has has been a huge impact in my life. Listening to her, she actually did a on Friday. She did like a 13 minute video on what her what she does and so forth. I highly encourage everybody to go find that. If they uh, on Facebook search business is the number four social change. Go find Misty on Friday. She does 13 minutes of video, and it is phenomenal. I I I've listened to it over and over. She gets, she taps in, and starts spewing some just uh, very powerful stuff. Um, she was one. I had I got to spend some time with Priya, and Priya and I have a very similar uh, vibration with love, and we. And you know, just operating in that, and coming from that, and and dealing with situations from love, and being a bigger person. I was on uh, Scott's podcast, and he he does that support podcast for uh, people, you know for divorced people. And I'm going through a divorce now. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, just being a bigger person. How can I go through life? How can somebody cut me off? when I'm driving down the road and I can be the bigger person. And it, it, it takes, it takes, it, you have to be the bigger person, right? And it, sometimes it sucks and sometimes it hurts. But as you continually do that, as you continually grow and stretch yourself and become that bigger person, somebody cuts you off and it's, it, it doesn't even save you, right? It's just like, it's, a, it's something in life. You're going, Dolly was talking to us today about being the rocket. Right or being the the the, the torpedo, you get to moving and you're the torpedo. You don't notice what's going by you because you're moving so fast, right? You don't notice that that blip of dust. Right. You know it, that's what it is. It's just and it's gone. And so um, I don't know where we were going with that. I don't either, but apparently it needed to be said. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to take a time out to give a quick shout out to my friends and sponsor, Tabala Cuisine. If you're a local to the Colorado Springs area, I would strongly suggest to go to their website at tabalacuisine.com, find out their next location, and rush over to put your taste buds in the state of bliss. The food is amazing. And truly, there really is no better way to prepare yourself for flipping your mindset than to get into a positive space with good friends and good food. So go see my good friends Jasper Axelrad and the crew at Tabala Cuisine today. You'll be happy that you did. No, but we, I mean, we were just talking about, you know, just surrounding yourself with, with the people. And, but I think that that's, that's part of it, right? So when we, when we're around people who inspire us to be our greater selves, we become that rocket because we're trying to elevate ourselves to, to be 
those that that we that inspire us and so that's where that rocket comes from and what's really cool we talk about collapsing time dolly talks about collapsing time and i think i interviewed dolly and we discussed it a little bit that you know and you're that person i mean that can collapse time for us because you've you've gone through your journey so far and you say well this is what i need to do and love's a big part of that and people don't know to love themselves so when we listen to you talk and i think that was on this the call that we were on this morning too someone was saying i didn't know that love was for me i thought love was something i had to give to other people and but it's it, that's true, right? It is true. We have to show the love, but we have to show the love for ourselves. We have to hold space for ourselves. And love is just, it's an encompassing aspect. And I think, I think that's, you know, what you were saying is, is important for people to understand. And, and so, yeah, I think that, like I said, I think it was meant to, I don't know where we we're going with it, but it was, it was meant to be said. Well, that goes back to your relationship with you right exactly your relationship with you is is that love her relationship with you is love they they asked jesus they said what are the what are the greatest commandments love the lord your god with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself well how can i love my neighbor as myself if i don't love myself how how can i love them i can't even love me you know, and so many times people get the get it twisted up, and you know, oh, I gotta give everything away, and I gotta, you know, sacrifice and and live in survival mode. That's the word that someone was thinking of this morning. They think of survival because we do. A lot of times, society lives in survival. It's 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 it's, it's a reactive mode. They always react, react, react because of survival. It's either fight or flight, mm-hmm. and and that's fight or flight survival. And, and it's, when you take, when you pause time, situation happens, you pause time and you can respond. Then it's just a matter of how can I, how can I train my mind? How can I train who I am? How can I have the script ready? So when that situation does happen, I know how to respond. I know what to say. I know what to do that takes that situation is and it's a wax on of the of the wax for the heart and it's the wax off and so when you wax off and there's times there's situations in my life i'll be driving down the road and go right it's that it's that physical thing that triggers me to that i i erase the grease boards and the grease boards clean let's move on all right no i like it like it a lot um let's go back to to i just it i know you were just talking i started thinking more about your flow and um and the energy because uh well maybe not just the flow you were talking but let's talk about the energy and, and combine that in with love right so if we're if we're um Going with, with, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself, but we have to love ourselves first. There's an interesting thing that happens, right? We're, we're turning the love inward and it's raising that, the vibration of who we are. And that's actually throwing the love out, right? So when we're putting onto ourselves, it's, it's exploding outwards into other people. I don't know if, am I making sense on that one? Do you understand? Okay, cool. So... 
as we start to understand who we are and, and, and what we were made to be, and we start to love ourselves and we give, our, give ourselves space, um, we're, we're allowing us to create space for other people. And so um, I had a point. I'm sure I'm going to get there. I'm just trying to remember where it was. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It's just, and I talk a lot about this with other people, is, you know, people look to other people to complete them, right? And um, a lot of, Scott was with this, with marriage and the divorce thing, is, you know, people have this, this idea that I need to go find someone to complete me. But when you can complete yourself, you can hold space for other people. And then there's that a, a compliment for that. And I feel like, um, just like we were saying, it was talking in this morning's call. Um, I, I don't know why, but I feel like people just aren't, don't know to love themselves. And even though we're, we're told all the time, you know, make, make room for yourself, make sure there's self care and someone said, or she said it was, she laughed because she thought it was, it was a joke or stupid because she didn't really understand it. Um, so, with that, back, uh, go ahead. It goes back. It goes back to their self worth and their self image. Yeah. If you don't have a health self image and a health self worth, you have trouble loving yourself. Right. So, so start working, believing and deserving that you are worthy. When you can start changing who you see, your, how you see yourself, when you can start believing that you deserve it, that you are worthy, when you can start seeing that that in you, then you can start loving yourself. When you, when you, when you continue to believe what society, your parents, religion, so on and so forth, has put on you in the past, when you when you have that filter, it doesn't let love, it doesn't let self love through. Right. And so when you can start cleaning up and clearing up your self-image and your self-worth, and you can start cleaning up that mirror and really start seeing that, then you can say, okay, there is value in that person. There's value in that person. I see sitting right there. He has value. And so I can, I can start loving that person. When I can start loving that person, it's like water. It's water to the seed. Right? You are a seed. We are all seeds. And we're all going to grow. And when you put that water on there, man, they talk, talk about it. It's like uh, water with miracle growing. And it's like, whew, let's take off. Right. So do you, do you feel like it's because society says that if we show ourselves that much attention that we're being self-centered? I'm trying to understand. Ask that, ask that again. I'm trying to understand the paradigm of where that comes from, of, of us not being able to show ourselves love. And the only thing I can really come up with is that if we show ourselves that much attention, it's like society is saying you're being self-centered, right? And so we're, but don't we have, we, basically we're saying you, you need to be self-centered to an extent. Well, they say that because they want the attention. It's their ego that wants your attention. Right. It's their ego that wants your attention. It's their ego. There, it's them that wants your energy. I call them energy vampires. Right. Right. They they suck the energy out of you. Right. And so I don't. I I'm not going to let them suck my energy out. I'm not going to give them the attention. My attention. I've learned to protect my space. I've learned to protect this. And actually, there's a there's a visualization and a meditation that I do, and I take that that protective energy ball, and I I expand it out. 
right? I don't need I don't need something that's offensive right here in my in my world. How much space do I want? I want a lot of space. There's a uh, in the prayer a pair of Jabez that talks about enlarge my borders, enlarge my tent, enlarge it, right? They, uh, the Lord God took uh, Abraham up on the mountain, on the mountain. So go sit on top of Ice Peak and say, look as far as you can to the east and look as far as you can to the west, as far as you can to the north and the south. And that's your territory. Okay, sign me up. I'm good. Right. And, and, and a scarcity mindset says, what? You can't do that. And an abundant mindset says, look at the universe. Look at, look at, look at the galaxies out there. Look at all that's out there. Right? I'm, I'll, I'll claim a galaxy. I'll claim a solar system. Sure. Sure, why not? Why not? Right. And we're, but, but we're, in, I don't, again, it's just, I don't know where all these limitations come from, but we're told that, you know, our father in his house is many, he's, he's rich in, in everything, and yet we're saying, yeah, but he, he doesn't have enough for me. Really? Because, because it's, it's, it's the human mind, it's the human mind that's trying to define God, trying to define spirit. Somebody asked me a, a week or so ago, well, how would you define the Holy Spirit? I said, wait, time out, pause. I'm like, you're trying to, you're asking me to define something like that? I was like, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. It's like a percent of a percent of a percent of one. Right? right. I'm not even going to get to one percent, much less try and wrap that. No, thank you. I'm not even, right? It would melt my mind trying to even comprehend it. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. There was another question I wanted to ask you. Um, I had it at the very beginning, and it's, it's escaping me. Um, you, um, you, this is it. You had you had told me once that you feel like the weight has been on your shoulders. And um, I think that's an interesting thing because, well, first, first explain, explain that to me again. Explain how you feel like that weight is on your shoulders. Used to. Past Used to. Past tense. Yes. The, the, uh, the image that comes to my mind is the, uh, the wall that was in Berlin, right? And you know how thick that wall was right. and how they cut. And how they cut probably like a 20-foot section of that wall, and it was coming down. That's how I felt like I was holding that that chunk of concrete. I mean, that weighed several tons, I'm sure. I was holding that up. That's what I felt like. I was doing it for me. I was doing it for the people around me. And um, and I don't really honestly can tell you why I felt why I while I felt the need to do that right. I was just doing it. But then, so how did you how did you break that? How did you take that weight off of you? I think that's that's the question I was really getting to because I I hear that a lot. A lot of people are saying I, I'm taking the world the weight of the world on my shoulders, and well, why why are you doing that? And so I isn't. It's an interesting thing because it wasn't you said that and I started hearing it over and over and over again from other people. And so how did you how did you release that weight? I took Misty's handwriting course. Oh, really? Interesting. 
I've talked to Misty. I'm, I'm going to be talking to Misty a lot more. Because, <laughs> again, and I'm, I'm trying to get her on the podcast because she has a lot – she has a lot to say. Like her, her story is just unbelievable. Um, everybody's story is really unbelievable. But everybody's story is unbelievable. I would say for myself, and I've taken all kinds of courses, right? I, I can't even. I haven't even. I haven't. I, I dare not even start calculating how much I've spent on myself in the last year and a half, right? I, 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 I can't even. I could add it up, but I don't want to think about it. And of all the of all the courses that I've taken, Misty's is is probably the most impactful one that I've taken for my life. Hmm. And she's like, "Why are you always?" Or she doesn't say why. She appreciates. She's like, "You're always talking about me. You're always pushing my stuff because I know." And, and I've got an excitement like she's got an excitement. You ask her about what she's doing, she gets she gets turned on and lit up, and she goes. Right. You know, and so, um, yeah, and to, to feel the weight of the world and then to not have to carry that any longer, how much would you pay to, to have that release from your life? Yeah. What's the value in that? Well, it's priceless, right? I mean, they're... priceless, priceless, priceless. And so I will, I, I will provide, I would like to provide. Uh, you with my Misty's affiliate link. I have a, an affiliate link with Misty, okay. and I would like to provide that with you and for your show because I, I'm a firm believer in what you do. Yeah, definitely. Um, this let me, I'll put it in the description so people can go and and check her out. Now I've actually had the pleasure of talking. It's, it's interesting how I have you on as a guest, but now we're we're talking about Misty. Um, but I've actually had the pleasure of talking to her, and she. Um, you can just feel this energy is an interesting thing. We talked about energy, but it literally will come through a computer screen. You can feel that energy. It's just, and it, it's just an amazing thing. And, and when I talked to her, we were on a, a zoom call. I, I felt it like I'm, I'm going to be, yeah, I'm working. Yeah. I, I don't even know how to go with Misty, but I'll put her, that, that link in there. And I will strongly encourage people to talk to her. Um, so, but that was basically it, huh? You just took her course, and then the, the world's weight just just left you. Well, it, it, there was exercises that you do, right? It's not like a butterfly. The caterpillar, the caterpillar doesn't turn into a butterfly without some effort, some action, and, and things happening. Right. So there was things that I had to do. There's things that I had to exercise. It's like you don't go join the karate gym and, and get walk in the door and get a black belt, right? right? You you got to go through the exercises. You got to you got to do things. But then once you get to the point where you can just go, then you've learned how to you you've learned how to master that, and you just and it's there, right? Well, I think that's that's an important point that a lot of people feel. Um, when we get into mindset shifts, that all I have to do is just start thinking positive, and that will only take you so far, right? Like the thought, it, it won't take you anywhere. <laughs> right. I've thought positive for a long, long time. Right. You know, I can think positive a whole bunch, and I'm basically just creating a whole bunch of energy in my head. Right. Until you can move that energy that's in your head out of you, put it on paper, move it into action, whatever, that's when positive thinking actually works. Right. And the change in that action 
it's that action. And you're talking about a lot of wax on, wax off. Dolly and I were talking in our interview, wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off, wax on. There, there, are, there are steps that you have to take to do that reprogramming. And positive thinking, it's a start. I mean, it really is a start. It's the first step, sure. But then there are – and that's why – and you were saying, you know, I spent so much money on courses and this and that because there's actions that have to go along with that. And and that's an important step that I think people really need to understand, whether it's Missy's course or or I know you do coaching and I do coaching. And, and within our coaching, there's steps that you know, we have our clients do because that's, you have to be able to put to, – to, let me rephrase that. You have to want to put in the work. There is work involved. And I think that's just an important piece. Do you want Thanksgiving dinner? Right. You got to cook the turkey. Exactly. Do you want the cake? Do you want the birthday cake? You got to you got to put the ingredient together. If you want something, you got to do what it takes to get there. To right. do it. And it's not an overnight thing, and people have to realize that too. Because you you are breaking down years of programming in yourself, and we're talking. If you think about how long it took to make that program, you need at least the length of time to to rewrite that program, right? No, I'm gonna no. disagree with you there. Oh, okay, yeah. teach me. I mean, I'm, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna disagree with you right there. If you, I I like to use the analogy of yourself. Right. If you're going to, if you have a cell phone and you've had it for a couple of years, you've had a whole bunch of programs on it for a couple mm -hmm. years. How long does it take to restore the phone to brand new? Not very long at all. It's just a not very long enough. Restore to default right. and you're done. Exactly. So if, if it's all code, if we're dealing with code, if we're dealing with vibration, if we're dealing with numbers, if we're dealing with wavelength and energy, right? Mm -hmm. And in and, and our paradigms. And the, our limiting beliefs, our code, all it takes is to rewrite the code. It doesn't have to, there is no, it's not a time, there's not a time. Don't, don't assign a time limit, let it happen when it happens. And if it happens quick, great. If it happens over several years, that's your journey. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to take that long. You can restore a phone in less than 20 minutes. Thank you for that analogy. Thank you. Like, you literally just, like, removed... Something in my mind, because that's that's been holding me back. I just feel like there's this. We talked about this gestation period, but does does it really have to be a gestation period, or what does that look like? It really is. Again, that's my. I'm limiting myself at that point, right? Because I'm telling myself there should be a length of time. So yeah, see, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that one. Right here on the show, you just kind of just flip my switch there. I love it. I love it. So, Titus, we're, I have about 10 more minutes, and I like to do something. It's, it's a little different. I think Scott may have done it with you on his, too. He has this thing called Pod Decks where we get to ask a couple questions, and they're just um, just random pieces. that. But they always seem to, whenever I do it, it always seems to revolve around what we talked about. So... I'm going to pick this real quick question that just says, um, which talent would you most like to have? Hmm. I have it already. Oh, well, what is it? 
the ability to create. Yeah. That's a good talent. I would have never thought that would either. See, I went on a different thing. I went on, I would like to be able to be more musically inclined because it stirs the emotions. I love music. And I play guitar a little bit. Um, I'd like to do more because of what it does to me on the inside. Um, but really, it's just me going out and obtaining the talent, right? Just do, putting in the work for it. So creating, I like it. That's a good one. Um, let me pick another random one. <clears throat> when you think about success, who comes to mind and why? Uh, Richard Branson just came to my mind because uh, I was talking about him yesterday. He had a conversation yesterday uh, as far as success. Uh, I like um, Matthew McConaughey. He just came out with a book. I think it's called Green Light, and I've touched on it just briefly. Uh, and then the last person I would say right now is uh, Jim Carrey. I watched Jim Carrey's movie about Andy Kaufman and how Jim Carrey basically undid Jim Carrey and became Andy. And to have that, we all have that ability, but to actually do it and become that. Uh, is very powerful. And I saw in an interview Jim was talking, and he's like, uh, they asked him something about depression or whatever. And he says, I only get depressed when I try and go and become and be Jim Carrey. And when we say Jim Carrey, a lot of people go to the mass or, or the dumb and dumber, right? All those things that Jim Carrey was when he is becoming famous. Mm -hmm. Now, now I feel Jim Carrey has come to a point where he's like, okay, I am who I invent. I am who I say I am. Right. And he's, he, he's come to an understanding of that to a, a high, high level because he did it in that Andy Kaufman movie. He erased Jim Carrey and became Jim Kaufman, Andy Kaufman. Right. And, and to have that power is very, uh, I want to acknowledge that. And, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's good. And I think that's how, if I were to, to talk about someone about success and why, like I even look at my own life and I'm by no means financially successful what people would look at, but the transitions that I've made from just the beginning of the year to now, there's tons of success. And so I relate a lot to what you were just saying with Jim Carrey is that I'm creating that person. I'm creating who, who I, I'm, I'm, I always say I'm supposed to be because really I'm just falling in line with, with all those purposes and passions and desires of who I am. So that would be um, how I would def just define that success. All right. So last so one. When you, oh, go ahead. And, and, when you, and when you come to the realization that, okay, so now you're doing the work of the design, right? So you're doing the work of the design. Now, now it's simply stepping in it, into it as quickly as possible. There's no reason for you to wait for it to to, to just happen, right? You've designed it, you're designing it. Now live it, be it, come it. Right. And it will show up. Right. And it happens very fast. Very fast. And you know what, that's interesting because I think about that and as I'm looking back, right? Again, you can use a telescope, but when I started this process and things that I've done, 
it, it hasn't taken much time. I've actually felt, and I think I've said this on our Thursday call, was I find my body having a hard time keeping up with how things are progressing for me because of what you're just saying. I've, I've created my, my blueprint, and now it's just all falling into place. And so I'm just, oh, yeah, let's go, and really trying to keep up with, with life at that point. So it really is very quick, very quick. So now, I'm gonna, now I want to touch on being healthy, taking your vitamins, quit eating, and I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to everybody, like stay off the junk food, if your body, like you were just talking about your body trying to keep up, well your body is the vessel, it's like the car, if you're trying to drive your everyday driver at NASCAR, it's going to have trouble keeping up, so go freaking make your body an Indy, an Indy 500 car and let it run at 200 miles an hour. Right, that's, that's a good point, good point. I have one last question. We have five minutes. Okay. This is a good yeah, one. Yeah, about to die. Okay, ready? Let's go. What book should everybody own? The Bible. The Bible. Yeah, because we talk a lot about um, energy, vibration. For me, uh, we t- I talk about love. And Jesus, Jesus is the relationship with love. If they want to, if they want to understand the love relationship. If they want to understand the love vibration, if they want to understand that. Look, and look to Jesus. Yeah. Well, there's an interesting thing, and they use this a lot in, in weddings. But no, they talk about the roles of the husband and the wife, and there's a. a uh, piece in there that says, "Husband, loves your love your wives as Christ loved the church." That's a pretty deep love, and so he is the epitome of that example. So I, I couldn't couldn't agree more with that. One. Um, so I'll I'll suggest that book, but then you also have your waffles too. I think everybody should own that one. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna actually put a link to that in the description too. Um, I I started reading through some of the stories and just amazing stories, amazing stories. Yeah. And actually, it just got released today. Uh, October 27th is the day. Uh, it, it's on hard physical copy, so it's ready to go. Awesome. Titus, thank you so much. Um, again, I, I love talking to you. I really do. Every time we get a chance to talk, and it's not very often because you're busy and then everybody's busy, but, if, you know, when the picnic and the first time we talked and listened to you on our calls, just I just, again, you're, you're such an an influencer in, in my life. So I really greatly appreciate you being on the show. Um, do you have any last, just last little nuggets you want to just throw out there? I came for you, brother. I came for you. Uh, I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Well, on that, I'm going to let you go. And I'm going to tell my listeners what I always tell them. You know, I always say going against the flow. And that just means going in, in the opposite direction of where everybody else is going. Because... If you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. So go against the flow because that's where greatness is. Tightness, we'll talk We'll t- talk again. Awesome, brother. You're great. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you found value in this episode, the best thing you could do is to please subscribe, rate, or review this podcast. If you'd like to further investigate how you can flip your mindset, feel free to contact me through my website at www.garrettgoggins.com. I can't wait to catch you on the next episode.